Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh-wee. It's 2020. Ooh, man. It's the first Church Boy Confessions episode of 2020. Congratulations for making it this far in your life. Amen. Amen. You're tuning in again, just like you were tuning in in 2019. And you know what? I had to stop and I had to thank God today. Why? Because last year, on January 6th, Church Boy Confessions did not exist. Last year, January 6th, Emmanuel was not talking behind the mic. I'm Emmanuel, by the way, if this is your first time tuning in. I was not talking behind this mic on January 6th last year. That's what I'm trying to tell everybody else. I wasn't here. But I thank God for letting me be in on this. I thank God for letting me be here right now. I thank God for the opportunity to speak to you through this mic every week and we're still doing it in 2020 thank god you know there's a lot of great things going to happen this year and i hope you're expecting um pertaining to this podcast in particular i hope to get some guests on here soon you know uh, maybe some church boys and church girls out there or you know just some people who feel like they have a lot anything to say that can possibly help you um i want to make sure that um we have guests on this show that come from different backgrounds that have different stories. And we're going to talk about life, man. We're going to talk about life. We're going to get that up and running. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're in the proximity of UCLA and you would like to be on this show, then by all means, hit me up. Really just DM us on Instagram at un-associate, associated. Of course, Church Boy Confessions is powered by unassociated. That's no, that's no shocker. So yeah, um, it's the first show of the year. So what type of special thing is Emmanuel gonna do today? I mean, come on now, come on, Emmanuel. You get behind this mic once a week, every week, and you know you talk about everything you talk about, which is kind of you know boring. So what do you got for us this week? What's the surprise? Um, I think the surprise is nothing because I'm just you know in the visitors' room back at my house. I'm not even back at school yet. I should be back at school yet, but I'm not. Um, the surprise is nothing. You know, I think we all need to learn how to be consistent and disciplined. We don't need surprises. We just need somebody that knows God's word behind this mic so you guys can hear God's word. Am I right? Maybe next time. Maybe we have like a surprise guest or something like that, but not today. I don't even know why I brought that up. I feel like I just made you guys kind of like not really care about the rest of the show. But hopefully you still do because the topic is actually going to be really good. Um, so what's the topic? What's the topic actually going to be, Emmanuel? Um, well, I wanted to first, you know, talk off about talk about, you know, 2020 um, and really, you know, call out the New Year's resolution downers. That's what I like to call them. There's this like new breed of human beings who have come out and have bashed everyone who makes New Year's resolutions. And then they give you a little speech about how you shouldn't wait till the new year to change anyways. And wooty wooty woo, blase, blase, blah. Well, let me tell something to, you know, to these New Year's resolution downers. Stop trying to stop people who are actually trying to change. I think that the turn of the year, the turn of the decade, whatever you want to call it, is a wonderful time for people to change. And it may be that time that people need to change. Sometimes we need a ta-da moment. Sometimes we need a really big shift in order for us to use that and piggyback on that and, you know, make a big shift in our entire lives. 
And I think that the end of the year and the beginning of the new one is a wonderful season for that. Like, hear me out. I think that at the end of the year, you can stop and you can reflect and you can look at what happened good in the year. You can look at what happened bad in the year. You can look at all the things that were in your control that didn't come to fruition the way that you wanted it to. And you could talk about the things that were your fault, right? And then it's perfect because then you can break all that down and you can take all that constructive self-criticism into the new year and you'll be a better person. Now, what's wrong with that? Now, of course, there's people who can turn anything bad and maybe it's June and you're waiting on the next year in order to change. Well, you know, for those people, then this message is not for you. I'm not on your side. But for the people who have belief that still believe in New Year's resolutions, I'm there with you. I have mine. You should have yours. And you know what? Forget anybody else who doesn't care about what we got going on. All right. Um, I think it's really important to have these New Year's resolutions, and I think it's really important to have that optimism going into the new year. And ultimately, it's very important to have expectation in the new year. Um, you know, there was a quote that my dad said today when he was preaching, or yesterday when he was preaching. Um, he said, things happen to those that expect. Things happen to those that expect. If you're not expecting anything good to happen in your life, I'm not saying nothing good is ever going to happen in your life, but certain things God needs us to expect from him. Why? Because expectation is really faith. God needs you to have faith in him if you want him to do what you want him to do in your life. Um, But enough chit chat. The topic of today can basically be summarized in this quote. God gives it before you see it. God gives it. Before you see it, you know, there's this concept that people don't really realize. They think that we pray and we pray and we pray and we ask God for something. And then when we actually can see that we have that something now, that's when we are happy that God has given it to us. But no, God gives it before you see it. God gives you if if what you're asking for is in align with God's will. And we've talked about this in a previous episode before. I don't know which one, but if what you're asking for is in align with God's will, then God gives it to you right then and there. And then we have to understand that there's a process in receiving that gift, that blessing. And I like this concept because when we realize that God has given something to us, if it aligns in his will already, right? God has given something to us. So we have it when we pray for it. I think this is a really healthy way of thinking because then it helps us to see, bear with me when I try to pronounce this word, it helps us to see the inevitability that is involved with our destiny. It helps us to see how much is out of our control and is just inevitable when we just believe and do what God asks us to do. There's two things that we need to do after we're praying and God has already given us the word that he's going to do it for us. We have to believe. And we have to do whatever he asks us to do, follow those instructions, because ultimately believing and following all of those instructions is our mission. It is our process of receiving. And of course, I'll break that down and we could break it down by going straight to Joshua chapter six, verse one. And we're going to read through verse five. In this passage. You're looking at Joshua leading the children of Israel as they start to take all the land that was given to them by God. 
um, the land of milk and honey, the promised land. Um, and they reach a very big, and what some would say, if I'm using this word correctly, formidable uh, kingdom. And the kingdom, and I'm sure you've heard of it in a nursery rhyme or something like that, is called Jericho. The Walls of Jericho. One of my favorite uh, wrestlers used to, their, their like finishing move was called the Walls of Jericho. Um, so the children of Israel are approaching the walls of Jericho in this passage or, you know, trying to figure out how to break in and like win and everything. Um, so give me a second. I lost my bookmark or whatever. Joshua chapter six, starting at verse one. <clears throat> now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Joshua the leader, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, and ye men of war, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear, the, bear before the ark seven trumpets and of ram's horns. And the seventh day... Ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priest shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Is there one more verse? That's it. May God bless the and the reading and the saying of his word in Jesus' name. This is God speaking to Joshua and telling him that he is first given Jericho into his hand. And then God follows that up with him basically, basically giving Joshua instructions on how to receive what God has already given to him. I think this passage aligns what I wanted to talk about, aligns with what I wanted to talk about perfectly. Our mission is the receiving part. What our business is, is the receiving part. God's instructions. And you can see that what God does is say, hey, I've given this thing to you. You know, imagine, you know, when we talk about God giving something to us, we're talking about holding that certain thing in our hand. But Joshua hadn't already broken down the walls of Jericho by the time God said, I've given it to you. But what God was saying that is that I've given it to you. I've given it into your hand. It's yours. Now let me tell you how to receive it. There's a difference between God giving you something and you receiving it. There's a lot of people that's listening right now that could, God has already given you what you've prayed for, but you have yet to receive it because you've yet to follow instructions or you've yet to believe. Following God, telling Joshua what to do and how to do it. Guess what Joshua did? Exactly what God told him to do. Like literally down to the T. You can start from verse six. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can start from verse six and you could, you know, go all the way down um to verse 20 that's when they actually blew the trumpets and everything and the wall fell down and they took control of the city killed everybody actually 
Joshua followed it down to the T. Joshua went to work. Joshua followed instructions. Joshua did exactly what God did in order for him to receive what God said in verse 2. What God said that he gave him. You know, I'm let's let's talk about something, you know, personal to me. Let's talk about everything from my personal standpoint. I believe that God has told me certain things about this year. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that everything is just going to walk onto my lap if I sit down or lay down in my bed and not do everything every day. My next step after hearing what God says he wants to do this year, 2020, is for me to listen for his instructions. And then I start to do his instructions. But let me tell you, that's not, you know, all of this is easier said than done because sometimes we have problem hearing God. So we don't know when he's telling us instructions and then we start to panic and then we start to make instructions on our own. And then we're just out here doing whatever we're trying to do according to our plan when God's not in the plan and then things don't work out. Right. You can tell that I've been through this. Right. (laughs) Or you hear God's instructions. Right. And you're working and, and for a second you're doing a really good job. And then God stops giving you instructions for a little while. Maybe he wants you to rest or whatever. And then in that midst of you having a break, you start to become very idle. And then you give way for the devil to come in. And now you start thinking of, you know, all the other billion things that you feel like you need to be doing, but you're not doing. And like really just want to forsake all of God's instructions, or you're just feeling really overwhelmed. And I mean, the possibilities are really endless on how you can mess this part up, the receiving part up. Because ultimately, it's hard to believe that you have something, that you've been given something that you can't actually hold in your hands yet. But there is a process to receiving. Joshua followed the process to receiving. And I feel like this entire process or this entire concept really relates to, you know, the episode that we had, what is it, two, two weeks ago? The dangers of, un- of uncertainty. Because the devil wants you to be very uncertain in this time of receiving, you know, your, your, your blessing or receiving your gift. I mean, mind you, you know, I told you that the two things that we need to actually receive or the two things we need after God has already given us the word that he's given us is something is to believe and to work. But when you're uncertain, you become very stagnant. You become very stagnant. You're, you start to get scared to believe certain things or expect certain things. You start to get scared to work. Maybe you fear going in the wrong direction or your your fear and you're being overwhelmed and it's just pausing you in every way, shape and form. And ultimately, you're not working. You're not believing and you are forfeiting from the process of receiving. That's how smart the devil is. No praise to him, but that's how smart he is. It's very good for us to not underestimate his ways. He's been doing this for a long time. There's a process to receiving, ladies and gentlemen. There's a process to receiving. And you have to, you really have to be intentional about staying, steering the course, staying the course, you know, with, with receiving. Um, I think 
it's going to be hard for me at certain points here in 2020. Um, or at least I think that I'm very optimistic about the growth that I've had spiritually. So I think that there's going to be hard times, 100%. There's going to be hard times. But I'm very excited to start implementing all the new things that I'm that I'm learning into, you know, this process of receiving, whereas I'm not reacting to every single thing that doesn't go my way. I take it and I move forward with the things that I can control. You know, that's one of the things that I want to challenge myself on. Stop being so reactionary. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to forget. I don't ever want to forget god and how much i've relied on him and one thing that i've also seen is very being very imperative in steering the course in this process of receiving is remembering exactly where god has brought you from right because i think a lot of us need to understand that we are where we're at because of god a lot of us say it you know a lot of maybe the rappers whomever says it when they accept their award and everything, but do we actually know and understand that it is God who brought us to where we're at? Because when we're able to understand that it's God that has already done the impossible and has already done so many miracles in our lives, it's easy for us to understand that all I have to do is follow these instructions and he's going to do what he does. I mean, think about what Joshua was thinking. God says, I've given this to your hands, right? Joshua has probably come back from knowing that the walls of Jericho are so high and how can anybody break those walls down that they do not have the tools, they do not have all of the wherewithal to get to break that wall down. And the instructions that God gives you is to run around (laughs) however many times and then blow some trumpets and the wall's going to fall. Think about that. That's 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 what God told him. Like, I struggle with following the instructions and trying to map out how in the world this is all going to make sense one day. But that's why we have to remember. God don't have to make sense. How many miracles in your past life made sense? If they made sense, you wouldn't be calling them a miracle. Remember what God has done in the past so it can help you to understand that, hey, God didn't really need my help to do that before. I really didn't have nothing, no no part of my miracle really happened because I worked that hard. Otherwise, I wouldn't be calling it a miracle. So if I just continue to be obedient this time, just like I was back then, God will do something without much of my help. Just kind of, I don't know, where I want to take this is into, a lot of us tend to forget the fact that God is the one, God is the reason why we're here. God is the reason why you're breathing. God is the reason why you got that A. God is the reason why you've battled the odds. Because, I mean, maybe I'm ranting. Maybe I'm ranting. Forgive me. But I go on social media, you know, and I go on Twitter and I hear everybody, you know, talk about their hardships and how they've made it through. I go to UCLA. So I hear everybody talk about everything that they've been through in the past and how they made it through. And they really gas themselves up. And as beautiful as some of these stories may sound, I never really hear a lot of people mention the fact that I wouldn't be here without God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
they really think that they are where they're at because they've worked that hard. Do not be fooled. Please don't be fooled. And I know it's fun sometimes to brag on yourself. And I know sometimes you have to do it in order to get the job and you have to have a good resume and all this. I know sometimes it's called for in this you know society that we've built for ourselves. But do understand that when you are forgetting what God has done, the, the part he has played in getting to you to where you're at, you are stealing the glory for him and you're putting it on your shoulders. God probably put you in the position that you're in in order for him to take the glory. But now you're taking it talking about it's my hard work. Do understand that when God gives you instructions and gives you a path to walk on. Yeah, sure. You know, you're being obedient. Yeah, sure. You're actually not quitting and like you're having faith and all different stuff. But do understand there would be no path without God. There would be no instruction without God. There would be no miracle without God. All of us know, even those people who swear that they're self-made millionaires or whatever, they know that they came across somebody at some point that was really there to help them from God. Whether it was seed money, whether it was um, helping them get a deal or whatever it, whatever it might have been. I mean, I think any entrepreneur can testify to where there was some moment that they came to an obstacle and it was too big for them and it was out of their control and it really was just something that they, a lot of them call it luck. But I don't believe in luck. That's God. That's the power of God, baby. Um, But let me add some scripture to that rant, right? I think that would be good. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 to 19. This is when God is speaking to um, the children of Israel. And he's warning them not to forget about it. It says, And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. He's talking about the children of Israel. He said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, and he, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it, is, as, it is, as it is this day. Verse 19. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and, for, and worship them, I testify against you this day, that ye shall surely perish. If you forget God, and you chase after other gods, and some of our gods are our own selves. Us worshiping our own self-image. If you forsake God, then the deal is broken. The deal is broken. God breaks the deal when you decide to take the glory for yourself. Remember who did it for you, ladies and gentlemen. God wants to love you. He wants to bless you. He wants 2020 to be an amazing year. So when he tells you what he wants to do with you, listen up, believe in him, and you will, you will receive what he has given you. And when you have received what he has given you, do not fool yourself into thinking that you're, the, you're where you're at because you're just that good. You're where you're at because you're just super talented. You're where you're at because you put in all those hours because do understand that you're not the only one putting in hours. <laughs> do understand that the glory belongs to the king of kings the great i am that i am jehovah el shaddai elohim the ancient of days the author and finisher of life that's who the glory goes to 
So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into the first confessions of 2020. Y'all ready? Let's do this. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for 2020. We're here. God, we entered into this year. That means that you have a plan for us, God. There's a reason for it. Lord Jesus, help us to move in that reason, God. Father, some of us has heard have heard words from you. Some of us haven't, Father God. For the ones that haven't, help them, Lord Jesus, to make themselves available to listen to you, Father God, and hear you when you speak. And when you speak, Father God, and even for the people who you're speaking to already, Father God, help us to believe and help us to listen for your instructions, God. And when you give us instructions, help us to not do more or any less, but do exactly what you ask us to do, just like Joshua did. Because honestly, if Joshua hadn't followed those instructions the exact way that you told him to, Jericho would still be up. The walls of Jericho will still be up. Help us to follow instructions. Help us to believe in you. Help us to see your word as fact. As a spoiler alert for our destiny. Help us to see the inevitability in our destiny. I surely hope that that is a word, God. Father, I confess over the listener, Lord Jesus, humbleness. So when they receive what you're giving them, when they, what you've already given them possibly, that they will remember that it is you who the glory belongs to, not them. Not even a lick of it. Not even a lick of it, God. You deserve the entire thing. All glory, all honor, all praise, all adoration goes to you, not us. Father, we are tough. Because 2020 is going to come with its obstacles because that's life. But we'll be ready. We're going to battle. We're going to fight. We're not going to quit. You're immovable, so we're going to be immovable. Because our life is hidden you. Thank you, Father, for 2020. Thank you, God, for January, God, the first month that we will conquer in this 12-month-long race. Be thou exalted. Take all the glory, honor, and adoration in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sitting through 26 minutes of Church Boy Confessions podcast. This is going to be the first of 50, was it 50? Is it a leap year? Dang, I don't know how many weeks are in a leap year. Was it like 54? The first of 54 weeks straight by God's grace. We're going to do this. 2020, I'm excited. You should be excited. You should have expectations. You should have goals. You should have a list of things. Because remember, I talked about writing on that list. Write down your list of things that you want God to do and pray over them and make sure that, you know, you're asking because it's God's will, not asking just for yourself. Pray over those items on that list. Hey, we're going to have an amazing year. I'm happy you tuned in this week. You have a wonderful week. Love y'all. Peace.